The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is The CW Spiral, a podcast run by three survivors of the CW's colon in 2022. We're your hosts, Sabrina Reed, Michael Patterson, and Reed Gowden, bringing you history about the network and the WB, the latest news and in-depth sportable discussions of the best and messiest shows to ever grace the small screen. So we are back to talk about wild cards and talk about Ride, uh, the new, well, Technically not new, um, but acquired show on the CW. But first, we do have news to talk about. So Netflix has made a deal with the WWE. And the important part for CW watchers is that NXT, which is coming to CW in October, will stream internationally on Netflix. So if you are an international lover of the CW, that's exactly where you can watch that program next day on streaming. You guys, when we started this podcast, I honestly had no intention of ever talking about wrestling. But you know what? Like these last six weeks, we've just constantly been referring to wrestling and WWE <laughs> and NXT. Um, I, but you know what? what? Uh, it's kind of exciting because the Netflix deal is obviously a huge deal for WWE because it means Raw can be broadcast globally. But uh, internationally, it means that you don't just get Monday Night Raw. You get Friday Night SmackDown. You get NXT, which is on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. I should know this, but we'll we'll roll with it. Um, it's on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. We know interna- or in the US, that's going to the CW. But it means that internationally, you can watch it in the same place. You can watch Raw. You can watch SmackDown. So you have all your WWE content housed under the same roof, which is honestly really exciting. I'm not sure that's ever happened before. Um and then I think the re- remnants of the original WWE Network will then be folded to Netflix as well, so you can get all the all the premium live events as they're now called, as well, and uh, all the catalog of previous episodes of Raw and SmackDown as well, which is just awesome. But like to be able to watch NXT, like I can, that means I can watch it on Netflix at the same time it premieres on uh, the CW in the US, which is just great. I love the globalization of TV; it's just it's a wonderful thing, and especially when it's live entertainment, we can watch it all around. Um, it's yeah so exciting and i think this is a good move as well for just exposure of the cw i know they won't be producing nxt wwe obviously will be but like to be broadcasting something that's also going to be broadcast globally again we mentioned how cw content and like inside the nfl is going to netflix how we want more of it we didn't think we'd have this nxt news the following week but like it's definitely a step in the right direction even if the cw had nothing to do with this it's just awesome the content they broadcast will be uh, streamed around the world on a huge service like Netflix. Hmm, for sure. This is also another call for CW to take off the geolock when it comes to their content. If we're going to continue to be international, especially with acquired shows, um, I'm thinking of Joan, which is in the, from the UK, and then Wildcard, which is from Canada, and some of the other Canadian acquisitions they brought. The geolock just does not make sense. Um, and NXT is also going to be streaming internationally. So the international fans who have been here forever <laughs> should be able to continue to enjoy the content online as well. Right. It's open it to everybody. It's kind of become an international network right now with all this new content on, all this acquired content on it. I mean, stop gatekeeping. Right. Were there, there fans outside the US? Yes, and have been. And they're <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> There's so many, like the, when they think about the Save the Show campaigns, which apparently are still going on, I've seen some of those hashtags. Whoa. Um Oh, yeah. I, 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 sorry, I had to speak up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Um, just for those who didn't know, there are still Save the Show campaigns. Some people are using them just to communicate with each other because it's just easier. And some people are actually trying to save the show. I Speaking directly to those people, you all for your own peace. Bless their Please heart. Let it go. It's not coming back. Um, or being or landing anywhere, the only thing you could hope for is for it to be integrated in some form into, well, when it comes to these shows, DC shows into the DCEU, which is not going to do that either, or Elseworlds, but you never know, someone might make a cameo. That's about as mm. much as you can get. We can hope. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 
moving on from that, um, <laughs> uh, as for like the, to stay in the vein of DC, we do have some Superman and Lois season four news, and that is in terms of who of the current cast is going to be back. Uh, the Cushings, officially, that we can confirm, are going to be in season four. Yeah, we were excited for the show to start filming so because we finally get updates around this because there's been a huge mystery about which of the former regular characters will return in a recurring capacity. Um, yet we do know now that uh, Sarah will be back. Um, I believe the actress uh, posted something on social media in response to uh, a question about her and Jordan's relationship being developed in the three episodes that I believe she's expected to appear in. Um, and of course, we can't wait to see how that storyline develops. Um, but we, uh, we also know that... Uh, Emmanuel, who plays Elana, will be back at some point as well because she commented, I believe, was it on Bitsy Tullock's photo saying, can't wait to see you all. Uh, and there was rumours now that she would be back, which of course is Queen, or should I say Mayor Lana. We can't Mother. wait to see her. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to see her and her fashionable coats and her hoop earrings back. Um, and I believe the actor who plays Kyle, Eric Valdez, has just recently uh, landed back in Vancouver to start filming his uh, episodes. So that's uh, wonderful. I know fans were divided over how much of the Cushing storyline was involved in the show. But I think that's what made Superman and always different and that you had all the family centric storylines and the Cushing's really grounded the show with some realism. So I can't wait to see how they're involved. And I do, I'm sure they will, but I hope their episodes do cross over with one another, that we get that dynamic, that they're not, they're not Kyle in one episode, Lana in another, Sarah in another. I do hope we get to see plenty of those family scenes because they were a big part of the show. Um, we also know that uh, Sam Lane's evil, devious girlfriend will be back. Um, the last we saw of her, she set him up with Lex Luthor uh, in the season three finale. We do know she's back on set and that she will be filming scenes. And that does lend itself nicely to the recent rumours that Dylan Walsh will be back in some capacity. I believe he's rumoured to be in two episodes, not the three. Um, but that has not been officially confirmed yet. And I do not believe he's been spotted on set. So we can hold that hope that we'll see Grandpa Lane. But no word on the Irons as or Chrissy Beppo just yet. But um, it's looking good for us as, as far as how much of the cast is coming back. We do have most of them so far. So hopefully we'll get to see some cameo appearances at the very least from those three as well. Fingers crossed. The Dylan Walsh is booked and busy. He's in, mm -hmm. like I saw him recently in one of the sneak peeks for Blue Bloods. And then, of course, he is has been part of the cast for the SEAL team, um, who's doing their final season too. Mm -hmm. So, But hopefully they can get him for Superman and Lois for the, for at least just two episodes. I know I, that... Go ahead. Wasn't there... I thought his wife said no, that he yeah. wasn't going back. He was the first one that was confirmed that wouldn't be back, but as of the last month and a half, there have been rumours that he will be. Um, and now, uh, with the ex-girlfriend, I say ex-girlfriend, the one that set him up to die, uh, being back, it does look like... We, we definitely get some kind of resolution to that storyline, because as far as we're concerned, last we saw of Sammy was possibly dead and i guess we don't want that can't be the last we see or hear of him so i assume there will be some kind of resolution i just hope that it's in the form of an appearance or two yeah i'm, I'm, like to I'm gonna it. need like a big juicy previously on because everything <laughs> you just said i'm like what <laughs> well for doing wish list though i also want um the three are the three episode arc to be meaty to be mm -hmm. like not just three episodes that they're in, but it actually be a three episode arc in its own story that is in this 10 episode run. So it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like they're just popping in to to say a line or two or be a part of something small and then you you don't see them again. Like I'd prefer it to, if we're so if we're saying goodbye to the show. So I want to be able to say goodbye to the characters in a worthwhile way. Yeah, that makes total sense because you can get used to having characters around in a show and not doing much, whereas now this definitely gives them an opportunity to make more of less. Uh, so I, it would make sense to keep Sam, for example, off screen for a while because he's missing um, and then they could bring him in for his meaningful two to three episode arc if he is returning. Um, and the same, I hope the Cushings obviously get to interact in their three episode arc. Uh, it, do, it does give an opportunity for the characters to do more because I know in some of the criticisms of season three it was that a lot of characters were in episodes and didn't do much or they were going around in circles towards the end. So hopefully every time we see a character, we get to make the most of it and there's some kind of meaningful storyline involved there. I hope so. I'd manifest more, but I feel like I'd be asking for too much. So <laughs> yeah. <I was> gonna... <laughs> we're used to having to take what we can get at this point. <laughs> yes. But that is it for the CW news that we have. It's been kind of quiet. I will say 
was trying to determine whether I was going to say this on the pod, but I am going to say this on the pod. So on the pod, Mole, um, if you could slide the higher ups a note about not dropping anything news-wise during CBS premiere week, that would be lovely for me just personally. Sabrina's busy. <laughs> yes. it's they're launching a lot of shows uh that week and that is I believe the week of february 12th just so you could dot that on the calendar that whole week let's just be silent yeah let <laughs> cbs have the attention that way yes. uh but moving into um and this is very exciting uh ride which was a hallmark channel show and is now on the cw with there's no official word on whether or not CW is considering picking it up for a season two, but considering there's promo involved and the actors are the actors and the team behind the show are interacting with fans, including posts that are about a potential season two, that makes me think that they are in consideration. So the were good too, and mm-hmm. they were good. Asterix CW good. Yeah. yeah. So um, but they yeah, were. See, I didn't compare it to the Hallmark ratings do you know what they got on hallmark no i see i don't think they were because when we look what? at the ratings it's always just the network show so i have no idea what uh, they were doing on hallmark. i have the wikipedia page open funnily enough Ooh, um yes. uh, 1.31 million is what the pilot got oh well okay well that makes yeah. sense for hallmark though mm-hmm. yeah did it get canceled because of ratings? This is not part they of never the act- It's just about <laughs> brainstorming. <laughs> they never actually revealed that, did they? I don't think. No, they didn't actually reveal it. And I'm not really sure why they canceled it. Um, because I think the ratings were okay. But it also just depends on... They had a smash hit with The Way Home. Mm-hmm, true. Um, and, and they have um, the show that keeps on giving, which is When Calls the Heart, I believe. Um, mm. So maybe they wanted Ride to do better and they just didn't reach the numbers that they wanted. Not necessarily that the numbers were bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in either case, CW is not <laughs> up to that. So I am really, really manifesting um, a, a season two. If you guys have not checked it out, I, I think you should. Um, it is supposed to be available next day on the cwtv.com or the cw app but cw drops when they want to so i'm not sure i can't give you a time for that but let's launch into the premiere which sets us up for a story about the mcmurray's which is the family that has a rodeo legacy in their town in colorado i believe um and they deal with a tragedy which i'm not sorry to see austin leave i didn't like austin yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't impressed by him at the beginning. I was like, "Who's this guy?" I know. He was, I was like, "I was one." He's like, "Are you going to be around for long?" Because I feel like you shouldn't be. Up to no good too, but we don't know what. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what it was, right? And you won't for a while. Okay, we love a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they don't. it's just something shady. Um, that obviously Valeria has some understanding of Valeria being the not really adopted she's family but um Isabel's never adopted her but she did I was confused in that opening scene where they're all in the kitchen Mm -hmm. because Austin comes out and then Valeria comes out and she's like getting dressed and I'm like what's the relationship vibe yeah (laughs) so confused for a hot minute like who was who in the family tree it took me a minute to realize that Missy was not a, a, a McMurray sibling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it all came together quickly. But it, just in that beginning, I was like, who? What is happening? <laughs> These people. It, there are a lot of people in the kitchen. And they there do not tell you the family dynamics yeah. at first. Yeah. I was trying to keep up. I was like, okay, well, this is his brother and this is his brother. And then wait a minute, who are you? And that's clearly the sister. Oh, no, wait, you're not the sister. And then it was just so much happening. And that gave me vibes. I kind of, because we just went smack down straight into it, that kind of gave me vibes that, are we going to do a time jump or something? Maybe I shouldn't have seen that coming or whatever, but it was like, okay, we're just picking up right away. We haven't been told who these people are, what's going on. And it just was like any whole scene. Like if you weren't familiar with the fact that this was the pilot, that very easily could have just been the first scene of any episode because you kind of were expected to know the characters. But it built towards it so quickly that when, the big event did happen and then we took the time jump. I was like, oh, I kind of predicted that. I don't know why I saw that coming, but it just, it, yeah, it just felt like you were supposed to keep up with that 
and then drop all that information and start again five minutes later, which is exactly what it did. Well, you saw it coming because you're a student of TV. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, it is good. I think it is, it did well to set up some of the dynamics um, because it is interesting that we are meeting everybody at a time in which one of the family members is just coming back. And then when we do Mm -hmm. jump to a year later, another family member is just coming back here, Sheila. Um, I do, I like, uh, I like how wholesome Ride is um, and different. No one is doing bull riding on on television. I mean, there's some horseback riding, but definitely not bulls. Um, mm-hmm. And the trick riding is really cool too. I was getting my life. Um, it is just something about seeing people interact with animals that you don't often see um, on television, um, especially in ways that are like, they're rooted in traditions that have been going on for centuries and um, that don't get talked about a lot. And it's its own culture. Um, and they did not slow down to tell you to define what they were doing. Like Missy does a suicide drag mm-hmm. in um, in the show. They don't tell you I what know, that like, is. What? <laughs> <laughs> they just show you later on. And it's beautiful um, trick she does on a horse in which I believe she's upside down with her leg out. Mm-hmm. Yep. When we first caught sight of that, I was like, did something go wrong? And then, no, she got back on. I was like, okay, okay, this was supposed to happen. And then, like, you do understand what the name is. I was like, no, yeah, that looks suicidal. Mm-hmm. One wrong move and that neck is gone, but it looks it looks gorgeous. She pulled it I will off. say that I feel like Cash is, like, so brave, first of all. Mm-hmm. But it also, he's sort of, like, he feels, like, obligated to, to follow in the legacy of his family but like they revealed that the dad died the same way as austin right mm-hmm. yes so i'm like baby things happen in threes i don't <laughs> it would be a i'm no nervous <laughs> <laughs> and so was isabel his mom i mean and she would be i don't really under that was one part of the pilot i just never seemed to understand is cash's irritation that isabel is just not supportive of him riding bulls and i'm like it's only been a year since her son Austin died, your brother. She lost her husband, Dusty, in the same way. Maybe she's tired of sitting in the stands and watching the men in her life get stomped out by a bull. Maybe she's yeah, just see, done. This is, why, this is one of the questions I have. Is I'm like, how lucrative of a business is this to their ranch that these men have to keep putting themselves in danger? I mean, it's a talent. It's a passion. Like, I'm not saying no one should ever do this, but I'm like, oh, my God, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, how... How I mean, the branch is failing, as we learned. Uh, Miss Girl cannot pay her bills, so I'm like, how much? How does Cash need to bring in these? Not bad pun intended, but does he need to bring in the cash for riding these bulls? That's my question. I'm like, how lucrative is this that he feels obligated that he has no other option but to do this? Did he do it before? He. You that, I okay. well, I, well, I get the vibe. <laughs> I get the vibes that he'd done it in the past, but dropped it when he left um, and hadn't done it in a long time. So that he wasn't the experienced one that his brother was. But see, I love that trope of like the black sheep rebel, like disavowed the family and has to come back. And like, I love that trope. It never gets old for me. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, do y'all mind being a little spoiled? I love a spoil. Go for it. Okay. Um, so I believe if I remember correctly, um, and the show will correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> later on, um, Austin isn't as talented as Cash is. Cash was the more I talented. I mean, yeah, that's, I could have told you that's, yeah, that's yeah, no shade, rider. just tea. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they tell you later it's, it's Cash that was the prodigy, but he walked away from the sport. Um, and I, but I don't know if he walked away because his his father died or not, I can't remember, but he is more talented than his brother. Um, the It's not the sport itself that's lucrative, it's the sponsorship from Frontier. Mm-hmm. Because okay. his his face will be splashed everywhere. Um, and like because it's a brand deal, that's how the money is gonna be rolling in for the ranch. I don't believe they ever tell you like what the ranch does outside of them being yeah, a see, rodeo a legacy. Um, there's they obviously provide crops because at the end Valeria comes up with an idea to seed the land in order to start over since the crops weren't working from last year. Um, but I also don't know how a how a ranch breaks even because I remember I watched, really enjoyed Queen Sugar. And one of the plots was that when they got the farm back, 
Ralph Angel did make over a million dollars, but in their line of work, that's breaking even. Oh. Um, it pays, it paid for the equipment, it paid for the workers, it puts enough um in his pocket to feed his family, but it, that doesn't necessarily mean he turned a profit. It just means that he yeah. it was just enough. Getting by. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he was upset about that, understandably, because what do you mean? I raked in a million dollars, but it, it just <laughs> it, it just made sure that everything was covered. This ranch business is expensive. <laughs> yes. Um, and you could tell, too, because that tractor she was on looked expensive. Mm -hmm. It really, really did. Uh, but I think for Ride, for people who, have, who are going to be on this journey for the first time, if you've never watched like a country drama, um, do know it's going to be slow like it's just it's it's meant to feel good and you're there is a little bit of a mystery but it really is just about the family and the things that they have to do in order to get by and and heal from the trauma of losing austin the way that they did and for everyone once again in the town to know that they lost him the wait way this is a whole austin. season long thing we're still gonna be talking about this man not not necessarily about him, just working through the healing. Michael's face. <laughs> <laughs> not really saying what we were all thinking. Yes. I mean, because, I mean, it is a big deal, even though we don't care for Austin. The way that he was lost is, like, tragic. And you do have to find out what exactly it was that he was doing that wasn't on the mm -hmm. up and up, clearly. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> you will have to see him some more, too. Just so oh, really? Blackbacks. I was wondering why the actor was under recurring and not guest stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flashbacks. Uh, but, okay, so I do want to check in about shipping, though. Uh -oh. um, I love Cash from the Sea, but I remember watching the first time, I was like, well, that had to be his brother's wife, though. And now yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm, I think that's where I'm at. I think it was, um, I mean, like, saw it coming a mile away. Like, come on. But... It happened very quickly, I will say, which I don't know. I mean, I'm 50-50 on. Like, I love that the pacing went there, just like Wild Cards did in its pilot. Um, but also, I'm like, whoa, I just saw the man die, and now he's she's kissing his brother. I don't know. It was a lot. But I think I need to to, to build a little bit more to mm -hmm. catch up with where you're at to like them. Like, I they have chemistry, obviously. But the whole, like, forbidden, like... He, she's his sister-in-law thing a lot to wrap my brain around at the moment but i mean it's a soap kind of so whatever yeah well i mean and that's why it graded for me watching it in the premiere because i saw this isn't a spoiler because i think it's seated in in the show they have a close relationship and had had a close relationship before her marriage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i so noticed that it's not like it's not even one of those things where it's inappropriate because she's married. It's like the gentleman is the train, and now the train is still sitting there docked. But she's she married your brother instead because that's like an awkward thing for everybody involved. Yeah, the, this kind of storyline is always a bit of a like middle ground. You don't really know where you'll fall when uh, the when like uh, someone passes and his partner ends up with. The sibling um it's always middle grant and that's um, some people are going to like it and some people aren't but i know i know i feel like the more accepted one is that if they eventually just come together and find happiness together but this implied like sabrina said that there's more there there's history there was history there before he died and is this just revisiting it is it the road that was never taken that will now be taken um because there's definitely chemistry there i know there's no no doubt about that and out of context you definitely feel it but i know when you put it back in context there are more questions about it. I mean, like I do buy it. it. It's it's happening whether you have an opinion on it or not. It's just how long it takes. Um, but yeah, there's no arguing that like you felt it during their scenes together. Yeah, well, she gave him the home from war run at the mm -hmm. rodeo. I was like, when they first, I was like, oh, so that was your man at one point? Maybe that was like my first thought at when when I first saw it because I was like, girl, that's not how one hugs their brother-in-law even when you haven't seen them for a long time the face was given wife and that's mm -hmm. not your husband yeah so i was like mm, okay i'm here kind of <laughs> <laughs> sabrina was like they had me right from the beginning i don't care what anybody says yes i mean like i it's very true as like, austin's <laughs> gone i didn't like him i watched too many soaps for this to be too much of a problem but i also don't like that 
this is how they did it. I it's, I think it's going to be a part of the relationship that I just don't care for. Mm -hmm. That's fair. And then we haven't talked about tough yet. That's my um. man. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when he, was it the mayor's daughter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gagged her, and I loved it. Really Whack her again, babe. Whack her again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't chase the cowboys. The cowboys chase me. That was like that was the moment I knew I was really gonna love Tough because he's. I was like, ooh, he really. She just girl, pick up that like wipe the egg off your face, pick up your jaw because it's done. <laughs> Cooked, done. Yes. Oh, and she isn't she chasing after Cash too, and Cash is not giving yeah. her anything. Mm mm. Poor thing. It's not yeah. gonna be him. I also love that Tuff sings. I yeah. love that that's a part of his characterization because it also sets him apart. Besides the fact that he's also a bullfighter and not a bull rider, but um, which I feel like they needed to explain a little bit more about what that is. Yeah, I was just about to ask what because I missed that. <laughs> so there's the rider, the person who's on the bull, and then the fighters are the, like once the rider like falls off, they've got to corral the bull who's angry into the back into the pen or to lead them away so that you can get them away from from the rider so his job is just as dangerous as his brother's because while he might not get stomped he could get gored mm -hmm. um and i did like that they had they had seated in how tough this would have been for tough too um because he was the fighter in the ring when austin died and he felt responsible mm -hmm. even though he's not I like that they brought that up more towards the end of the episode because I Tough was such an easy character to like, but I feel like he, you know, when they give that character who has everything to do, but they also don't feel like the most important character in the story. He was just kind of there for a lot. He's like, we'll have him sing now. We'll have him drive the tractor now. He's stressed out because he's doing everything. And he didn't, it felt like they, they didn't find a place for him in the story. So I did like that towards the end of the episode, he revealed that he still feels a, a certain way about this. And he he had, feels like he has his own redemption arc. And that's why he wanted to be there for cash. Um, So I really do hope we get to see more of him because I feel like of all the characters we've met so far, he's the one that they've done the least with. And I hope he has like, more of a like fulfilling arc going forward because he's such a lovable character he does have a he had a little glimmer of a um his own ship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know who that was i don't remember but he was down bad for tough you could tell yes and he will be around oh god <laughs> he will be around i, I feel like once we get to the end of the season i'll check back in with you guys on tough how you feel about tough story to me, he felt like he got a little lost in the sauce just no. because there's just so much, there's so much going on with Cash in the mm. ranch. Um, and then Valeria that I feel like tough, has some great story beats, but they could have done more with him. To me, uh, even though he's the younger sibling, I felt like he had middle sibling syndrome, you know, that energy mm. because he he's the one who stayed. He's the one who takes care of everything, but he's not the one with the most trauma. Mm -hmm. um, this is why I need a second season already because I feel like how do I say this? How do I gingerly walk on the eggshells? I feel like he would have a better place at the CW. Mm. I, I, I hear you. We I connected. caught you. We yeah. were there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, period. End of sentence. Yeah. <laughs> we're there. We, we're here. Um, I think you'd be right. Uh, I think because he does. I don't want to say that Tuff doesn't have a storyline because he does. I think that it becomes clear towards the end of the season what's going on with him. But I do think most the majority of the focus is Cash and, and Missy. And obviously there should be focus on Mama, Miss Isabel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's um like he's obviously a very important character and he has relationships out of everybody. He has like already established a relationship with everybody in the main cast, like a very tight knit bond. But I think there's this thing that happens in some of these more like wholesome family oriented shows. And I could give an example. Should I? I will. In Sweet Magnolias, there is one singular queer character and he, his purpose is just to like, be a sounding board for people and to like pop in and out and he's not a main character like tough is but i feel like sometimes that's how some of these shows service queer characters and i think mm -hmm. um 
and who knows what that's about who knows uh, maybe it's the genre maybe it's whatever but i feel like he could his character would have room to grow yeah yes in a different environment yeah such as um this one <laughs> It's a very TV of yesteryear kind of trope. Um, I yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, and it's it it feels like no uh, pun intended, but it feels like they've saddled him with the storyline where he's the good kid. He's the one that's always there, and he's he, like you said, he knows everybody. He's around all the time, but yet has the least to do. The pilot suggests if that would change towards the end. I'm kind of eh, on the fence about the fact that he does get lost in the storyline the further it goes on. Um because I would like him to have anything to do that kind of just involves him and not everybody else. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but. I'm excited for you to see towards them. And um, this is, I think, you know, that thing people do, not people, writers tend to do is when they're doing a more marginalized character, whether they're queer or they happen to be um, a character of color in a predominantly white cast where you get them, um, you get them and then part of the story is about breaking them out of the mold of what people are used to but they do it slowly so that you get used to this character and then you want more for for their storylines I feel like that a lot of that happens with tough what you had mentioned Michael about being the good kid I believe tough has a, a fight with cash about this okay that sounds exciting I, I think they get into an, an argument um about it because again tough is the one who's always been around so you mm -hmm. don't get to just make comments <laughs> about what's happening <laughs> yeah i'm so, ready to die for him um but yeah i do think i think you'll like i think you'll like him you'll want more for more focus for him but i think you will like him even more i mean before i even watched the show i followed the actor on instagram so it's been like a year Jake's boy, right? Yeah, he's adorable. He's also the one singing. For those who didn't know, that is actually him singing oh, his songs. Um, I, I read an interview um, with him. He's got a musical theater background, so if they oh, do pick up a season two, um, I'd love to get more of Jake Floyd mm -hmm. and his band yeah. um, playing on the show. Yeah, maybe he leads bull fighting for a music career in Colorado. Well, the manifestation of the <laughs> Let him choose his own path, yeah. Doesn't always yeah. have to be about writing. <laughs> no, I think that's what's so great about these shows is that they do, what with, what with big family casts, I mean, is that you do get to examine whether or not the family legacy is right for everybody. Mm -hmm. and, and whether or not it's fair to pigeonhole someone that way. Yeah, and that's it. This show was so unlike anything I watched before because this that kind of content wouldn't be on TV a lot a lot when I was growing up. The closest thing I can remember is it like being like as Wildfire that was on ABC Family. But even then, that's a dramatically different kind of shows. But the same kind of tropes are in there, the whole family lineage, family legacy. And it's like, do you want to follow in those footsteps? Who's going to take over the ranch? We're all having money problems. Like the storylines are kind of timeless, but uh, Ride is a more... Uh, it it wouldn't have translated, I don't think, to the UK audiences or the worldwide audiences as well as Wildfire would, because that was more like, um, what's the word, T family drama driven, teenage drama driven kind of thing, whereas this is more of your typical like uh, Hallmark drama. Um, I wish we did Hallmark dramas more over here because it took me a few moments to get into it. But when I was in and I was like, you know what, I could see myself watching all I was of like, this. What is this? Yeah, like, <laughs> I've never experienced anything like this before. Um. But oh no, honestly, I was I really enjoyed it. Like I said, even though parts of it I could see where the plot was going, that's because again the more family drama stuff. I have I've watched stuff like that even in different genres, but like I enjoyed it a lot, a lot. And no pun intended, it was a fun ride. So like, yeah, <laughs> I really. Yeah, liked I already it. want before even seeing how the rest of the season ends up. I already want a second season because I just feel like it would be a good fit for the network. And it's, yeah, it's such a. It has so much potential. And I also, and this is the bit that the three of us talked earlier this week, and I was like, I'm going to save it. It might be controversial, but I feel like in a season two on the CW, there's the opportunity and not like turning it all the way up, but I'm saying just a little bit, walk with me. It has the chance to be a, a touch sexier. Oh, like yeah. CW, like mm -hmm. I don't need it to turn into, yeah, I don't know what to compare it to, 
I, it doesn't need to turn into something wild and crazy, but I'm like free from the reins. Again, we're doing all the ranch horse puns of like a, a wholesome, you know, tied up network, which that has a place. I'm not saying you should completely abandon that and what fans fell in love with, but like, I mean, CW, you got a cast that's, you know, CW hot. That's a term. It's not me. That's a term that exists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not taking ownership of that. <laughs> I'm just saying there's an opportunity for the show to grow and just be a little, you know, yeah, yeah. a little yeah. spice, a little, bit, move, little, little sprinkle. We can move away from TVG, TVPG. To a little yeah. close to TV 14, an episode or yeah. two if they choose to. We don't to. need to go like full tilt Riverdale, like mm -mm. over the top. Like it doesn't need to be that. But I'm like, you know, Tarzan levels. Tarzan yeah. is like a little sprinkle for you. Yeah. And that's, you that's know, it. Hide a shirt in one scene. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, I think you're right, um, and I think it actually it the show actually lends itself to that. It doesn't feel like one of those shows where it's wholesome in the sense that like if they did try to do that, you'd be like, mm, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. no, yeah. let let it be, let it be, let's yeah. live in the range of TVG. It feels like you know if it actually was on a different network, they would have slid that in yeah, at some point there's... somewhere, like. This isn't a plea to be like, everyone needs to take their shirt. Like, no, like it doesn't need to turn into something. It's not. It's just like organically, it feels like. And I think that could also naturally help tell certain ship storylines, you know, that can, I, I mean, we saw in Tarzan, like you said, Sabrina, like Jane saw him in certain states of undress and it was like, Ooh, you know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, just throwing it out there. It's just a, you know, a little hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could end the ride review there, though. I think that is. Right. Yeah, it does a recommendation right. for season tie. It's <laughs> a little note. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, but moving into Wild Cards, which actually did do this well, um, but not particularly in, in this episode, but just in general, Wild Cards is seeding things in there for you um, as far as putting a little spice whether it's in dialogue or it's in moments between the two characters, um, which is something I actually really do enjoy about the show, um, that Max is really flirty and it works for her character. She can't seem to do anything without um, giving Alice a little cute little eye um, before she does. A little nudge. A little nudge, or even in her, in her dialogue with other characters, you could just tell that she is someone who fully lives in herself. And is comfortable that, with herself. That opening scene with her pulling up in that boat. The levels of unseriousness. I was just rolling on the floor. Like what? <laughs> it is her little outfit. So it was so funny. She has an outfit for every. Like she shows up. She's like she's in France in that boat. And then the next scene she's got. She ordered a detective outfit. Like. How do you not love this woman? <laughs> <laughs> and even not to jump away ahead, but I'm pretty sure towards the end when they figured out that uh, the fighter had the same condition and they had to run out and tell her because it was obviously urgent before her fight. When Max makes the discovery, she's like, and walks off. And then when we see her the next time, she walks into the dressing room to confront the fighter, completely brand new outfit, fashionable as ever. And I'm like, you had time for an outfit change. I mean, like, probably the wrong the thing, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not the right time to do it, but you know what? We stand you anyway. <laughs> she's just amazing. That's why I told you already, she's my new favorite CW girl. Like, I love this woman. She's just yeah. um, amazing. And I do think one of the things I really enjoy about the show, actually, is they truly are breaking the quote-unquote rule that you can't have too many pop culture references in something because yeah. she's a walking pop culture reference. She can't help but drop a line or two or make a reference to something that she enjoys. I know. I loved um, when he pulls up and she's like, does Fleetwood Mac go their own way? <laughs> the first one. But he cut her off and I was like, no, I wanted her to do a third. <laughs> <laughs> he was just He's already had enough. He's like, not this again. <laughs> Uh, but again, hopelessly endeared. He just truly is. Mm -hmm. I think they're 
I think he smiles nearly every time she goes on one of her pop culture rants. Like he's exasperated. He's like, just get in the car, get in the car so we can go. There are a lot of moments where very subtly you can see the way Ellis reacts to her. One scene that really stuck with me and in the moment I was like, ooh, I love this, was when they were um, interrogating the wife of the other athlete. I, don't know, I think he's a basketball player. In whatever, whatever case, after she accuses her of killing the, the agent... they're um interrogating her and he she's like driving the boat right she's like full force that's not her job but she is interrogating this woman and he's just watching her and looking back and looking back and there was something about his face in the scene because they lingered on him just taking in her doing this really well and i i, I don't know i really love that moment not to get too in the weeds of like shipping like we have in the past just like analyzing looks but um I, I thought that was a really good character moment for ellis to like to really see her as a, a partner that is doing this well as much as he feels like he can't trust her because she's a loose cannon um just seeing her in that element as like a, a like a not just somebody he's forced to work with but like a partner like she's somebody who does this well Yeah, and I I know what you mean. You can look at that in a lot of ways, and I know you said we can put on our ship goggles and look at it through that, but even just from a storyline standpoint, it also works really well. But that's one of the reasons I said, I think during our first review of this, I love this concept so much, because even if it's been done and done so many times, there's always ways to make it fresher. And it's usually done through the, eye, the eyes of like the con or the criminal has to learn from the good guy on how to be a hero. But then two or three episodes in, you see that the, the hero or the good guy is learning from the con on how to do certain things. and he said at the beginning of the episode this time you need to follow my lead and like there we were in the first quarter of the episode and he hung back and let her do all the talking and just watched her like th th this is kind of like season finale levels of growth and but yet we're not talking about it right now I mean, like Alice is setting, sitting back and letting her do her thing because it's clearly proven to be effective I think we've seen this in other shows before where they throw in like silly conflicts flicks over and over and over again just to drag it out so that's a real moment of growth towards the end of the season but here we just got it so subtly in like a second episode and I thought that was really really cool um I love their dynamic their banter is hilarious but you see those little quiet moments like that I think that really makes the story work I think so too. I think it also helps to establish their dynamic um, and the way that it is growing already, even though they've only been on, at this point, three cases, um, because I will count the, the porch piracy um, case, which again, so unserious. Um, but I just, I think it, it does great to lend itself that as eccentric as she is, he does admire how she comes about solving the cases. Even if she messes things up, like the um, uh, this was the one point, and I was like, "Writers, come on now!" She picked up the uh, the straw wrapper and put it in her pocket, but she's also a TV fanatic. She's watched enough procedurals to know she cannot do that. But for the sake of the plot, she did do that. Um, and uh, I thought he was like, <clears throat> but he didn't. It didn't cause him to want to leave her. behind nor did her stomping up with the uh, microphone and an accent to just accuse this man of murder and run over the rest <laughs> of the press and cause absolute chaos uh, i think i like that it's not him trying to rein her in unless it's like you're messing the case up like you know you really are like you need to stop doing this because we need to focus harder he does actually trust that she's taking it serious enough to not treat it as a game Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We like I I I, oh God, I love their dynamic so much already because they've already experienced so much together. In the first episode when she went off and did her own thing, he did, he came down on her like a ton of bricks, like you need to learn to trust me. Of course she went off and did her own thing again. But this time she did it again and he, he came down less hard. Oh, don't get me wrong, the the chief, he was complaining and moaning until his heart was content. But like Alice didn't he didn't he, he did say you need to learn to trust me and she did promise him and we kind of went over that in the pilot and we kind of went over it again here but like he's starting to take a step back and let her do her own thing even if they have disastrous consequences like that accusation that she made on camera because in the long game 
it got them to where they needed to be. And I guess that whole like that it sounds so predictable to say they're they're, they're dynamic as the story here because it wasn't the pilot and it was again here, but. I feel like this was even more of a fruitful episode because he did take that step back. He let her like kind of lead the investigation at parts. And I know we'll get to it shortly, but like when they reached that midpoint where they kind of butted heads over who was right and who was wrong, she was ultimately the one that made him see things the other way. So this was a Max episode and I loved it for that. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it so great too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just really, she, I love their partnership. I, I think because Max is so much in the forefront of this two-person-led show, they needed an actress who could carry that weight. And obviously, Vanessa Morgan is doing that exceptionally. Um, I also, what's interesting to me is they're walking into a lot of the same tropes you're used to for procedurals, and yet there's something about the delivery from both Giacomo and Vanessa that I just appreciate enough not to care that we're having the same conversation again. Like, when he's sitting there and talking to her about the law, and how the law doesn't care about your feelings, it calls about what you can prove. I've heard it so many times. I've watched so many procedurals, but his delivery yeah, there, was great. There's there were a lot of like some some scenes and there was some dialogue that was very like cliched, but like I don't know, there's I can forgive anything that's cliched if the rest of it is original and like spirited and has a point of view because like that scene with them in the car when she's explaining what happens to her mom, I was like, I feel like I've seen this scene before of getting vulnerable and even the circumstances in which the the mother died off screen, like she, she died in a car crash and then Ellis doesn't know what to say. And it just kind of like hangs in the air between them. Like we've seen that before, but like, I don't care. And also the, um, the, was it MMA fighter when she was like, this is who I am. You know, this is who I meant to be. And I was like, okay, we've, we've heard that, but I'm like, again, I don't care. Like, it's fine. Like I know what I'm here for. I know what I'm getting. So I don't care if there's a few lines of dialogue in the show that are like, Oh yeah, I saw that in the show before, but like, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. We'll survive. Well, and it leads to great moments too. It didn't feel like a lot of those things were just added because that's what we say. And then we yeah. like we move on. Like, cause I feel like that was a really thoughtful and productive conversation between Max and Ellis about yeah. the law and how it made her want to call her father and ask him. And then we got that very Robin Hood delivery about the motto for the family, which mm. contextualized Max too. So it's like she didn't just steal from anybody. She steals from the rich. She's she steals from people who have it. And if anyone needs help, then she helps them. And I was like, oh, I like that. I like that. That's that's the way that she's been brought up. Though regardless of what you feel about her criminal activity, she does have a code that she lives by. Mm-hmm. On a different show, that phone call between her and her father would have been a flashback, and that was <laughs> what I was warning them not to do. I'm glad that they didn't do it. I was like, the whole time he was talking, I was like, stay in the moment, stay in the moment. Don't flash back, don't flash back. <laughs> Literally was grounding myself. I was like, oh no, oh no, no. <laughs> was it when he started talking about that job they had in the South? Is that what you Yeah, like, I was like, no. oh no, just tell me about it. I don't need to see it. <laughs> uh, oh, but to go back to the conversation about in the, in the car, um, I don't want to put fear in anybody's heart, but I don't know. I feel like mom was alive. I just do. Okay, I feel you, like you tweeted that last night, and I was like, "Oh, I was just taking her at her word." I felt so like I feel like she had conned me, and she lulled me into a a sense of like safety and comfort of believing her. And I'm like, "Wait, she is a hella unreliable narrator." <laughs> no, I believe Max. I, I, think I know. Mama I know. Did. But I just either way. I was just taking it at face value and just being like, oh, her mom's dead. Like, even if she was kind of like lying, which I don't think she would do to Ellis, but she is, I do think she is capable. And I don't think that's not a knock on her. I just think she's very capable of lying. Mm-hmm. And this Love show her to death, woman's wrongs. I support it. But, <laughs> but I also didn't, I didn't even think of the possibility that she could still be out there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you now. I'm like, I kind of do want her to be alive. I don't know. And, and this show uses the most basic of dialogue really, really well. Because I, I agree. I just took that totally at face value. I was like, oh, learning character moment. And then I saw your tweet as well, Sabrina. And I was like, 
you know, that would be a cute, huge twist because like, you know, when you watch things, it's like I said last week, when you watch things a second time, like I should have seen that coming. I'm like, will that be one of their moments? Will, will we watch the season back when it ends and think, should have seen that coming? And you, if, if that's the case, you did see it coming. Um, so it is one, it's, it's worth paying attention to because it was such a huge moment for Max to like open up like that. And there's so many layers to it. Maybe she's not opening it up because maybe it's a lie. Maybe it is true, but she believes it's true, but it's not true in real life. So there's just, again, everything could be so heavy, so much heavier than you know, just because the show uses dialogue so, so well. It's true. So that thought, though, was brought to you by Scandal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Olivia thought her mom was dead. And it was like, actually, no, your mom's an international terrorist. And well, there's, here's the thing about some TV shows is that when... I mean, sometimes characters will be talking and they'll bring up somebody and sometimes it is just like a one-off, like a throwaway line. But I feel like nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, somewhere in that ballpark, if somebody is being brought up, we're going to, that character is going to be important later. Like there was a, there was a show that we watched, like mentioned a brother and I was like, well, when are we seeing the brother? I want to see the brother. Mm -hmm. And then we did see the brother. I don't know what show that was. I don't know. We watched so much stuff that it could have been any number of shows. Um, but like, I, I see where you're at here. Cause I feel like it could just be like a character moment to like add a layer to Max of like, she has that layer of hurt to her of losing a parent and why her relationship with her father is so important and why everything is informed who she is. But it also could just be an invitation for like, episode 10 they're working a case and she's like mom mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like a whole thing um but yeah i don't know I, I whenever we have these discussions it just brings me back to like i love tv because it's like mm -hmm. anything's possible <laughs> it is anything really is possible and they, there's so many different ways if she is alive for them to explain why um that will affect regardless will affect max as a character my mind was already spinning i was like she faked her death because she's a spy or like what if she ends up being involved in uh, the murder of Ellis's brother? I was like, oh, there's so much, mm -hmm. so many dots that it could connect to. Not so, if I have the if I have that thought, it's probably neither of those things. <laughs> That's what I've learned. If whatever I think it could be, it, the writers are smarter than me, and it's not one of those things. <laughs> one thing I don't. But speaking of people, we do see though. I don't really care to see Ellis's father that we've mentioned him. I just. I believe I think I believe he's alive. I don't believe Ellis lost his brother and his father. I think mm, just... I don't know. I've lost track of his family tree, to be honest. He mentioned them a few times though this episode, which makes me feel like he is alive. But he's like, I would my dad raised me to be a cop. And I was like, something tells me I'm not gonna like this man. Yeah. So I prefer him. He was not probably to be mean to Ellis and I wanna protect Ellis with everything in me. Sweet man. Yeah, because he said it wasn't easy being in his household, right? Like yeah. he said it was mm -hmm. it was rough. That's why he likes to be on his boat with his cat in the silence. And now he's just got Max just <laughs> singing. <laughs> Talking. The, the end of the episode was so funny. He's like, that, I, I didn't think it was going to end where it ended. He's like, this is my favorite song. And it's just silence. Done. <laughs> <laughs> it's and this, this show is so funny, though. Like, I just, it it's, it's so, like, laugh out loud funny, but also subtly funny. And I just, I really do enjoy that that they have put in comedy. I mean, we. I'm trying to think of other CW shows that we have laughed at as much. And I'm thinking Nancy Drew, The Flash mm. earlier seasons. Superman Lowe's can be funny, but I wouldn't describe it as comedic. No, I mean, yeah. Dynasty has the lols. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, wait, one thing I did want to bring up, it's just a small little thing. Um, Sabrina, you watch more procedurals than me maybe michael you have too but something i really like about ellis and i think is really cute and endearing is that he uses his little notebook <laughs> and i feel like i haven't seen that a lot in like procedurals and i think it's so adorable and like something about him that he he is by the book and he likes to do things the right way and he's n he's not going to forget anything he's got his little notepad i don't know i just i've never really seen that in procedural tv and i think it's so adorable <laughs> I feel like they don't do it as often as they used to. I feel like the agents or the officers kind of just roll up and they talk they're to They're always you. in their suits and they're like, they stand in tell me what's happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't. I feel like there occasionally there are characters or there'll be times, especially if it's a new agent 
he'll be there to flip and just trying to write things down. But I think they always just end up dropping it. Mm. He's so cute with his little notebook. And meanwhile, Max is just a bull in a china shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that it does one. seem like so old fashioned. Like, it's, I think the last time I would have seen that was something like the early seasons of Gotham. You just Ben McKenzie in the notepad, but it had such an old fashioned aesthetic. Like, Gotham was so like uh, Art Deco that one purposely like other Batman stories. But you're right, modern procedurals, you would never kind of see that thing. Like, you, even these days, you'd think there'd be an iPad or something they'd be taking the information on Ooh, down yeah, on. you're right. Um, Which, yeah, such Sabrina, an old next fashioned time you 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 connect with Jack Bone, we're gonna ask him about the notepad. tactic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we should make a notation of that. Yeah, next next link up with Jack Bone, we're asking him about the We're going to ask the notepad. about the notepad. Actually, I do have a <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, as a fellow, I know you love stationery and you love a notebook. I do love a notebook. So, like, last time I got the cat question in there. This time it'll be the notepad. This is that, yeah. He was, uh, speaking of Mark, he was wet in the beginning, right? He Yeah. was He all had his wet. little best on. And he was wet and he was like, <laughs> he still looks fake, but he's so cute. <laughs> at times. Like, the scene in which um, Ellis is talking to him, trying to go through the case, and I was like, <laughs> Mark's on that pillow, but is that actually Mark? Or did they not did they not have Jonesy he was, for the scene? I mean, he gave a performance. That was a compelling scene. I was hooked on every purr. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is funny. It was a good scene. I mean, I can see why. Didn't Jackmo say that the scenes with um with Jonesy were a little tough sometimes? Because cats do what they want. Which Yeah. is so accurate. I mean, yes, Jonesy's is a trained cat, but it's not the same thing as a trained dog. And it will get to a point where if Jonesy just doesn't feel like it, Jonesy's not doing it. That's just how cats... I love cats. They just truly don't care. Step Yeah. And around I love them. that Diva the show has a cat supporting character that is Yes. like a real character. Like Yeah. I want more scenes with them just chatting. Like, you know, and like honestly Mark feels like more of a character than any of the supporting cast we haven't really rounded out any of the, those other detectives are there just to get in the way the chief is there just to complain and groan we don't really have anyone else in the cat apart from Jason Priestley of course but he like pops up once an episode um, and he can't really go anywhere outside of the prison right now um, whereas Mark's just there I feel like yeah, it's funny that we've established that character so well in such a short amount of time but You know how Mark would behave in a situation, and I think that says a lot about how they've developed him so far. He just, I, I, there was a scene towards the end where, as someone was talking, he just kind of looked like that. So expressive in his face, love that. <laughs> I need Mark and Max to like <laughs> like become like besties like quickly yeah, where like Mark takes her side and she like throws it in his face I think that would be cute too it would be. It's already starting because that ending <laughs> scene when she's like, "Mark likes it," and Alice is like, yeah "No, he doesn't." <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, meanwhile he might. Mark's like why am I in it <laughs> I know. I'm just like on my pillow, luxuriating on the boat. What are you doing? Uh, but at, at this point, Marcus solved more cases than Yates and Simmons. Yates and Right. Simmons just like to hate and walk past the desk. Which I was like, y'all got donuts, okay? Hush. How are you still? And like specific, like Max was very. That was a very nice gesture. Like It was. individually chosen donuts based on personality type, and she clocked them all. I'm sorry. <laughs> When she was reading the chief to filth with that apple fritter, I was like, Phew. <laughs> Where was the lie? non-existent and i just feel like that she should be more respected at that police station i get it she's a criminal but she's running circle around there so i just she just really She's going is to she's going to own that precinct soon, so. she is and she's gonna get them to put respect on Alice's name because Yeah. i think she's starting to get tired of it too Yeah. I love him. I love them both. It's just so cozy and comforting. I love that description because cozy and comforting definitely is wild cards. I feel like that we haven't had necessarily that on the CW in a while. Like we've been really enjoying a lot of the television, but coziness hasn't Although really next prevailed week, on it. the preview, didn't they say there was like sacrifices weird? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it was giving Riverdale. I was like, Vanessa's It going was. to feel right at home. <laughs> it did do all that. And it's fun. Also, location shot because we are not in <laughs> um, wherever in Vancouver. They're in the most of the majority of the show. We get to run around in the woods, which is which mm. is going to be fun. I think with the casework, I do like that all the cases are different. Like they're Yeah. really different. Like this I've one never with seen the a sports case agent. like that before. The sports agent. Neither have Yeah. I. It was really original and like compelling.
I feel like I like that. Um, unfortunately, you know that Jake's apology tour got cut short. But the fact that he was on one because of like he knew he was ruthless. But the idea that you would hide someone's heart condition in order to make sure that you got the million dollar, the millions of dollar deal, just took the cake for him. He's like, I need to make things right. Because what is this? <laughs> like I have never done that in my life. But the fact that I could have, not that I was responsible, but that in some ways. Like I, I missed it. I couldn't help this athlete, this football player who passed, Danny, that's his name, who passed away from HCM. I can't help Summer, though. And he he was really trying to help her. Um, Bill Flair is evil, and he deserves Mm -hmm. to rot, rot in prison. Yeah. Awful. Um, and the show kind of turned the trope on his head because he was the like smarmy and arrogant one from the beginning. And you know when you meet that person, you're like, they're the murderer. And of course, they're never the murderer because they're potentially smarmy and arrogant to make you think that they are. But no, actually, the show turned the trope on his head because it turned out he was in the end, which I thought was quite fresh. And my goodness, did Max get him? You see the whole when she came up to him, told him how to turn the mic on and then confronted him in the hallway afterwards. Queen icon, no one is doing it like her. He was the one that flew into the precinct, right? And she ducked under the desk. Yeah. Okay, wait. When she ducked under the desk, had they already interacted or did she like not want to be seen before? I couldn't, Mm -hmm. like in that moment, I forgot everything that had happened before. <laughs> Yeah. At first I was like, they didn't interact. Was it because she was pretending to be the like a uh, grief canceling secretary in the office? But, but I don't think he, he Which didn't that actually was hilarious. see her. It absolutely Apologies was. <laughs> it was. to that assistant because she was using her, but it was so funny. But she also did help her with the grief, though. Like, she was She using did. her, but she did actually help. So, I mean, a win-win. Yeah, Um, she's well, a again, good person. that's the second scene between Max and the assistant was so funny. And Vanessa was just so <laughs> hilarious. Although, when she stole the mail, she didn't walk far enough away from no, her desk no. to start opening it for I think me. there's But I no was like... one in that office. She will hear the envelope to her. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's like, girl, we need to go into a locked room or something. <laughs> I know. Uh, but with Bill, though, um, I did... like that he ended up being the person because you always want it to be that person and like you Yeah. said Michael it doesn't tend to be and you're like it should have been though because I hate that man so now Right. that it, <laughs> it actually was um and just the one thing though I with the mic I was like is that admissible in court though she lied which is entrapment See, I wonder that as well, because usually when someone says, oh, I recorded this on my phone, it's never admissible in court. I figured because the police were kind of involved in this, it would be. But then again, she's not on the payroll. She lied to them. I don't know. We said last week we don't know how the law works in the show. I get. I guess that might be a question we're going to keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> I had a brief thought of that and I was like whatever he got got I don't care Yeah, I thought about it and I was like, I'm gonna let her have the win. But I did say, I was like, that's entrap that's technically entrapment. But I also think in some ways this is uh it's a procedural, but it's also kind of soapy and and soaps. How you get the person is how you get the person. There's just and how they how they eventually don't uh get convicted for the crime is also like sure. If you said so. I mean they did that with Bone the Beautiful somehow. Sheila, even though she admitted to um killing two people on microphone in an FBI investigation somehow the judge said that he has to let her off because of how the um because of how it was done and I was like I feel like why wouldn't Seems the like FBI they just didn't dot want their that character i's in jail for yeah episodes. oh they didn't she'd already been in jail for a while they just wanted her free so we <laughs> so, so we could get back to like making to, for her love I mean, story with I'm Deacon convinced too that's why Blake never went to jail in Dynasty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because <laughs> that man should have been in jail from Miss season two. Trial, whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, but I do kind of. When you get used to that, though, you're like, okay, fine, fine, um, because it is a show that like it's realistic to a point. Yeah. Yeah. So But like, it's like, once it's you also, accept it's that, like, it's fine. do you, yeah, they should go to jail, but also like, it would be boring and annoying if we had episodes upon episodes of somebody in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what the show's about. Just as like a viewer, things get tiring. Well, just like with George for wild cards, eventually he's going to have to leave the prison. Yeah. We don't know how that's going to happen, but eventually she cannot just keep calling this man or visiting to get advice It would from be him. nice if like, even before he got out for good, if there was like, a case that involved like a prison break and he got out or something and the, but he has to go back in before he gets out for I don't know I think it would I don't like when shows make definitive choices
because you can never go back on it. And if you do, it just feels like you're like, oh, that didn't work out for us. So we're going back. So I think the show has an opportunity, not just with George in jail, but like also their relationship. Because I think too, in a procedural, like an odd couple thing where like eventually Max is going to have done so many cases that she's learned to kind of like even out and some of her antics might not be as cute. So like, that's a fine line to walk. Like how quickly do you let Max grow and how long do you let her like be the bull in the China shop? Is just like, like how long is that going to be charming? And will the show get boring if eventually down the line, she does kind of like get even tempered and meet Alice at his level. I'm saying like season three, four, like that's going to take some time, but like that's a, I mean, has an opportunity to, to kind of navigate that. And I think so far, so good two episodes in Mm -hmm. I agree well also I, I like too that for the show there is sort of a we have a gold reach for Max and Ellis right now and it's the two months like mm -hmm. so and then they could, obviously that's probably going to be the end of the season and then it'll be a decision on like when we end the season will they decide to be partners will they decide to go separate ways <laughs> will Ellis be off the police force for a season if we do season two and he actually has to do some things that max does um in order to solve something there's so many things it all sounds so good and juicy mm -hmm. right it's just I still it's exciting i feel like it'll reach a point where they could be like you're, you're no longer needed to max and alice will get his job back and it'll all be good and they'll be excited to go their separate ways and then he'd be like i can't do this without you do you want to be like my unofficial consultant and then that could very easily be a season two storyline um, and then, but obviously it wouldn't be as accepted by the precinct because she's no longer officially, unofficially part of the team. Um, so there's just, there's so much room for growth. I do like that they give themselves that original end game so that, like you said, I guess that'll take us to the season one finale. Mm. And again, the ratings for CW good for episode one. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there's only, well, I was going to say there's nowhere to go but up, but that's not true. But we're, that's what we're manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're manifesting it to move to move up in its ratings. Yes. Yeah. I think Ryden and, um, and Wildcards are holding it down as we wait for the other shows to come back. I mean, yeah, for me. Yeah, great choices. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been so long since I've had two CW shows to watch in a week, so I'm happy. <laughs> I know, and also for us, just for our time, that they'll yeah. both be off when Superman Lois comes back, and so we can just chill, wait. Yeah. We'll probably have we only have eight too, more weeks but... of wild cards, and we have nine more weeks of ride. Mm -hmm. That ends so. up well, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, go on this journey with us, you guys. <laughs> yeah. you know, hop on the. I'm not gonna say hop on the bull because that's dangerous. Hop on the horse. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're late to wild cards they're re-airing it mondays after ride mm -hmm. so a great combo a little mismatched but it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a good two hours of television yes it is a good two hours of television um but thank you guys for listening to our podcast we will be on the ride journey and the wild card journey all the way through both for their season ones so join us we have a cw spiral i'm sabrina I'm Michael. And I'm Reed. Bye, y'all.